You're listening to the Debunked Daily Podcast with Mike Bolton. Uncovering the truth behind the news, we dive deeper down the rabbit hole, shedding light on ways to thrive outside of the system in this strange new world. Welcome to episode 16 of Debunked Daily. All right, we got some exciting news today. Uh, Told a buddy of mine, this is like the best news that I've heard in a very long time. We don't get much, uh, well, first of all, we don't get much uh, truthful, honest news, but we also don't, we haven't got any good news for, I would say, about a year now. Um, (laughs) Anyway, Texas Governor Greg Abbott lifts COVID-19 mask mandate and allows businesses to open at 100%. So, <clears throat> that's pretty amazing. I mean, I've, I was also, I watched the, the clips of uh, Greg Abbott talking about this, uh, about lifting the mask mandate and op- uh, allowing businesses to open again, lifting the lockdowns, all of this. He also does talk about, like, vaccines quite a bit. He goes on to talk about how Texas has increased the number of vaccines to about 100,000 administrations of this uh, vaccine per day. So, I mean, that's not good. But I'm I'm liking everything else uh, that's going on here. And I have to say... Uh, although you can never really trust any politician, he's seeming a lot better than a lot of the other governors in the States. Aside from Ron DeSantis, the uh, Florida governor, a lot better than a lot of the governors in the States and most definitely better than any Canadian politician, aside from, of course, Randy Hillier, Maybe we'll throw Maxime Bernier in there. And of course, Roman Baber. Anyway, let's listen to the clip from Governor Greg Abbott talking about lifting the mask mandate and lifting the lockdowns in Texas. That state mandates are no longer needed. So today, I'm issuing a new executive order that rescinds most of the earlier executive orders. Effective next Wednesday, all businesses of any type are allowed to open 100%. That includes any type of entity in Texas. Also, I am ending the statewide mask mandate. Now, despite these changes, remember this. Removing state mandates does not end personal responsibility or the importance of caring for your family members and caring for your friends and caring for others in your community. Personal 
vigilance to follow the safe standards is still needed to contain COVID. It's just that now state mandates are no longer needed. To stay safe, Texans should continue, continue following medical advice on preventing COVID just as they do on other medical issues. That is exactly how Texans were able to deal with infectious diseases in the, in the past, like H1N1. They followed safe practices, and they got medical treatment when it was needed. For a year now, Texans have wrestled with COVID, and they have learned best how to conduct their own lives. For example, if businesses want to limit capacity or implement additional safety protocols, they have the right to do so. It is their business, and they get to choose to operate their business the way they want to. At this time, however, people and businesses don't need the state telling them how to operate. Now listen, I know that some local officials are concerned that opening the state 100% could lead to a worsening of COVID in their communities. And my executive order addresses that concern. If COVID hospitalizations in any of the 22 hospital regions in Texas rise above 15% of the hospital bed capacity in that region for seven straight days, then a county judge in that region may use COVID mitigation strategies in their county. However, under no circumstance can a county judge put anybody in jail for not following COVID orders. And no penalties can imposed for failing to wear a face mask. Also, if restrictions are imposed at the county level, all entities must be allowed to operate at at least a 50% capacity. More importantly, though, we believe that there will not be the threshold met at hospitalizations for county judges to even consider uh, implementing those strategies because Texas will continue working collaboratively with all counties to speed the vaccination process. So putting this all together, Texas is doing more than ever to save lives and to reduce the spread of COVID. We must now do more to restore livelihoods and normalcy in the lives of Texans. We will continue to grieve for all who have suffered through this pandemic. And we will always mourn the loss of all lives. We are relieved that Texas now has better tools and more knowledge than ever before to help our fellow Texans combat COVID. Today's announcement does not abandon the safe practices that Texans have mastered over the past year. Instead, it's a reminder that each person has their own role to play in their own personal safety, as well as in the safety of others. It's a reminder that individual safety is managed every day as a matter of personal responsibility rather than by government mandate. Individual responsibility is a corollary to individual freedom. We can have both. Today's announcement ensures that 
Rudy Rosales and his family, just like all businesses and families in Texas, have the freedom to determine their own destiny. Just like all Texans, they can tap into their own self-reliance to seize the opportunities that are so unique in Texas and that make our state the most exceptional in America. May God bless you all, and may God forever bless the great state of Texas. May God bless you all, and may God bless the great state of Texas. Well, <laughs> you'll, you'll probably notice uh, we don't exactly get the same dialogue. We don't get the same narrative up here in Canada. Not from our politicians, not from our mainstream media. But, you know, Texas has always held on to those core values of liberty and personal responsibility, individualism, and, you know, uh, self-sovereignty. And it's so refreshing. And I mean, sure, yeah, he does, he talks about the vaccines and all of this, which is kind of disturbing and, uh, really kind of does make me question the whole thing entirely because he's still pushing vaccines. However, <laughs> you got to wonder who who exactly is um made privy or like who is who is um informed on exactly what this this vaccine does. Does someone like Greg Abbott, governor of Texas, does he does he get all of the information from the top? Probably not. He probably doesn't know the full agenda. I don't know if um I don't know if every governor in the US is like, you know, part of the Illuminati or anything anything uh, even close to it. For the most part, a lot of them are, uh, I guess, puppets to some regard. And I mean, even even the president of the United United States is typically a puppet, and then the different governors are of the puppets under him. But like, does Greg Abbott know the full agenda of the vaccines? I I don't know, right? But. I definitely like everything that he he just said there about uh you know personal responsibility. I think you know it should have always it should have always been that way to begin with, you know, when <laughs> cuz it is just so refreshing to actually hear like logic and common sense. Like for example, people taking personal responsibility and having the choice whether they want to wear a mask or not. Now, my whole stance on the masks is they're complete fucking bullshit. And the the pandemic as a whole is pretty much bullshit. Um we don't have we don't have real evidence that it really exists. The virus itself has never been isolated or anything like that. But regardless of all of that, the fact that he's at least acknowledging that people have to take 
personal responsibility and then and then they like they can choose whether to wear a mask it is a choice it is refreshing to hear that then he goes on to say that if businesses for example want to limit their capacity that they're they can do that but if they want to operate at full capacity they can do that as well you know that kind of sounds almost like free market capitalism and it's funny, I, I have a bit of a, call it a theory or a, an idea um, that really honestly, and, and I don't really consider COVID-19 to be an actual pandemic, but like even, even if it was, you know, the way that it was handled by various governments is just absolutely insane like you know the the cure quote unquote obviously was much worse than the actual virus itself and that's an understatement right but it's funny that even if this were a real pandemic free market capitalism really could have solved that problem as well because think about this Free, free market capitalism and personal responsibility and personal choice solves the entire problem. If you allow businesses to make their own decision on whether they want to stay open or whether they want to close, and then you also give the individual, the customer, and the citizens within your state, province, country, Give them the choice on whether they want to go out to various shops and businesses and all of this or whether they want to stay home, whether they want to wear a mask or whether they don't want to wear a mask. And you leave that completely to personal choice of the business owner and the customer. Well, the interesting thing that happens is this. Those who are most at risk, they can make the choice to stay home. And then those who feel uh, completely comfortable going out and shopping, interacting with people, carrying on with life normally, uh, they can do that as well. Now, the interesting thing about that is the people who are choosing to live their life normally what do they probably know about themselves? Well, you know, they probably know that they have a pretty good immune system. And that's why they feel comfortable enough to go out there and live their life normally. And they aren't afraid to interact with various people. If someone sneezes or coughs, they aren't freaking out like some sort of uh, germaphobe. <laughs> and, and then on the flip side, those who are scared to death of this, uh, of this virus, whether it be real or in our case fake, well, they can stay home. You know, maybe they know that they're immune. They don't have a strong immune system. Maybe they are elderly and, and they can make that decision to stay home. 
And then I hope that, you know, they have obviously like they they hopefully have someone in their life who can help them, you know, deliver groceries and all of this. And even if this were even if it was a real pandemic, this system could be used. And the interesting thing is, then I think we would actually be able to get a more accurate picture of just how deadly the supposed virus actually is. Where in this case, now, quite honestly, I don't think we have any fucking clue because the whole thing has been completely fucking exaggerated and it really has become something where it's literally, it's the boy who cried wolf because most of us who are, are pretty awake to what's going on and, and know like the agenda of, of what they're doing here, whether the virus is real or not, we know that there's another agenda. They're using it for various things to lock people down in their own homes, create like, you know, wipe out the middle class, wipe out small, small to medium sized businesses and cause an economic collapse. We know that whether the virus is real or fake, that they're trying to do that is pretty fucking obvious at this point now. But, you know, uh, it's, it's the boy who cried wolf because, you know, even if in the future, <laughs> ten, five years from now, 10 years from now, if a real pandemic were to happen, quite frankly, I'd be quite skeptical. Is this like the last time when you fucking lied to us uh, <laughs> the entire fucking time? So anyway, uh, yeah, so the, like a free, it's funny how free market capitalism really solves everything, right? It would give you all, it would give you an accurate picture of what's really going on here. If we start to see people drop dead in the streets, well, you know what? Uh, then guess what? I would take it as seriously as the next person, but that is not what's happened. Not not this time around, not with COVID-19. So we have no accurate picture of what's actually happening. Uh, the only metric that they've used to report on COVID, if we can even call it reporting, because honestly, it's just propaganda. The only metric they've used is cases, 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 cases. Can you imagine if they reported the flu that way every year? 5,000 cases of the flu today. 10,000 cases of the flu. Ooh, geez. I'm shaking in my boots. <laughs> anyway, free market capitalism actually solves the problem of a pandemic as well. And, of course, the interesting thing as well is the people who have the best immune systems would be those who are out living their life normally, not giving a fuck, and because they have that strong immune system, even if they did get the virus, their immune system could fight it off with antibodies that it is producing naturally. And what does that create? That creates herd immunity, which is an actual thing. Yeah, remember before 2020 when herd immunity was a thing? Yeah. But now... They want to tell you the only way we reach herd immunity is when 80% of the population is vaccinated. 
Right. Well, uh, completely su- uh, on a different uh, tangent, complete side note, and I'll probably have to do a podcast about this on another day. Israel apparently is leading the way in terms of the most uh, vaccinations, the highest percentage of vaccinations of any country uh, in the world right now. And that is uh, 54% of their population apparently has been vaccinated. So if we start hearing about people dropping dead in Israel, you know why. <laughs> or not, ju- not even just dropping dead, but, you know, becoming sterile, getting Bell's palsy, uh, you know, just shaking out of control, <laughs> whatever else is associated with this uh, new experimental vaccine. Um, and on that note, Greg Abbott also did say there um, he, you know, he's going to speed up the vaccination process, which of course is also uh, very questionable. He, I don't know if, if, again, I don't know if he's just naive or if he's, if he actually knows like what the whole agenda is, or if he knows that vaccine, this vaccine is dangerous, or if he thinks that it's, it's actually going to save people's lives or what. I've, I don't know if he thinks that COVID-19 is an actual threat or if he's just playing along. But I will say I do love what he was saying about personal responsibility and businesses being able to obviously operate either at capacity or to limit their capacity as they would choose as free individuals. He also mentioned at the end there, individual responsibility is a key part of individual freedom. And he said that people, uh, you know, with their self should be self-reliant. And he also mentioned that um, businesses don't need the state to intervene or infringe upon the way they operate. And I mean... (laughs) That's just the thing. Like free market capitalism would literally solve every problem that we have in the world right now, allowing the free market to dictate the way that society is run. One of the greatest things that it does that it does is it removes the power of government to stick their dirty tentacles into your day-to-day life. So, you know, there's various articles about this as well. Um, This one here is from the uh, Fort Worth Star-Telegram. So again, this this article is from the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. And, uh, you know, I've skipped through a bunch of the... uh, of the article here because most of it kind of just repeats what uh, what you heard in the actual speech by or announcement by Greg Abbott. However, uh, in this article, there is one part that's kind of interesting that I want to comment on. Um, it says, ahead of his Tuesday announcement, at least two lawmakers wrote to Abbott asking the state's face cover requirement to remain in place. The letters from state rep. Richard Pena Raymond, D. Loretto, State Rep. Vicky Goodwin, 
D. Austin expressed concerns over COVID-19 variants that are highly transmissible. Repealing the order will cause more coronavirus cases, hospitalizations, and deaths, the letters which largely marry each other read. As the coronavirus pandemic continues to afflict the state, we must remain vigilant in addressing and containing this virus through coordinated, carefully concerned action, Raymond said in his March 1st letter. To that end, your commitment to upholding a mask mandate is essential. Now, <laughs> it's interesting because this is almost like a reverse roles sort of thing where you think that, you know, more uh, local um, officials and like mayors and those below the governor, you'd think that they would be the ones being all for this, right? You'd think that ho- hopefully they'd be the people who are less um, less incentivized and less under under the control of, of the establishment and would be fighting for the citizens, where in this case, it kind of seems like, you know, you have the governor wanting to, to bring, to lift, to lift the lockdowns, lift the mask mandates, and you have people, you have these people fighting, no, no, we want the mask mandate to last forever. <laughs> and they even mention these COVID-19 variants. Who is actually believing that there's, that these variants actually exist. The Brazilian variant, the, oh, and by the way, the Brazilian variant, apparently it, it dances a, a mean samba, you know, you gotta, you gotta watch that variant. It, uh, it's crazy. Um, the, the UK variant, the, what are some of the other ones? Is there an Australian variant yet? I'm sure there is. Anyway, I, I just can't believe that you actually have people it, it, it's clear that there actually are some people who believe in this thing and aren't just playing along. Anyway, guys, thank you for tuning in to this episode of Debunked Daily. I'm actually going to be doing another podcast very soon about Texas because I actually wanted to talk about this before there's essentially, you know, there was, there was a whole blackout that happened there. I'm sure you know of this and it's a lot to do with essentially a weather warfare attack on Texas and it's caused everything from like food shortages. I've also seen a whole bunch of uh, wreckage of people's homes because these, some of these homes aren't even built for the weather conditions that they saw. Uh, there's been multiple videos and people talking about how the snow was fake. They were like even taking bits of it and putting a lighter to it. And instead of melting, the snow would turn black. But we'll get into all of that and a lot more into the whole weather manipulation side of all of this in the next episode of Debunk Daily. Again, guys, thanks for tuning in. Keep spreading the word. Stay strong. And remember, it's not a conspiracy theory if it's blatantly obvious and staring you right in the face. Take care, guys.